Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Box to Box. I'm Alex Purry. Jeff Hauser is joining me as usual and making a return and a timely one at that. Ben Santilli is back with the pod. Ben, good to have you back on. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well, thanks. I always appreciate uh, talking soccer with you and uh, the opportunity to jump on and help out. So I'm ready to go. I mean, I'm sure you're doing well now that your uh, least favorite player on earth has left your favorite team. And I guess that's what we'll start to that, that's what we'll start with. Ronaldo <laughs> is gone. He's back at United. It's right. official. Fabrizio I, tweeted the words, here we go. I wanna <laughs> I wanna pose the kind of initial question for this segment, which is is it an international war crime to have wasted a few years of the GOAT's career? Ben, why don't you answer, <laughs> why don't you answer that, Ben? <laughs> is it Juventus who have wasted his career or the goat who, uh, you know, didn't do enough to make it much of a career and lead the team like he was supposed to do? Didn't you know, do enough. Whoa, 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 be... I think you're being harsh on him, man. I got to say, I'm not trying to gang didn't up. Didn't do I, enough. That's a bit much. Don't, don't you think let, I mean, the guy who scored over 25 goals? Let, let me season? explain. Let, let me explain. On the field, yeah, did he do what he needed to do? Absolutely. But off the field, it didn't seem like he assimilated well to the club, and, and he created a lot of problems in terms of, like, how they were able to line up and who they were able to bring in and stuff like that. I mean, when he's got a $31 million price tag, I mean, that's not really team-friendly now, is it? Like, I mean, off the field, like, realistically, he just didn't help things mesh. Obviously, on the field, he's incredibly talented. Like, I, I, I as much as I love to, to make fun of him and stuff like that, he's very talented and athletically gifted, and he can do all kinds of incredible – things like uh, you know he jumped 1.93 meters over a Sampdoria player's head which is absolutely absurd like that that's ridiculous but you know once again like I, I think in terms of his time in Turin it, it was very hard I think for a lot of people you know when every year there's rumors that he might leave because we didn't win the Champions League he doesn't really you know make it easy like tactically for the coaches you know and, and this once again the Juventus management did a lot of problem it had a lot of problems with you know their coaching staff changes they didn't have the right personnel things of that nature sure once again this is not exclusively on Ronaldo but you know he is a 30 he was a 34 year old player when he came to Juventus he has a lot of experience and really needed to you know take a little bit more of a leadership role beyond just scoring goals. But I think he did take a leadership role there. I mean, a lot of the players actually really admired his presence and I guess the, the example that he set to, to younger players now. I, I mean, I just don't like with the whole younger player thing. I mean, like it doesn't seem like they, they can be friends off the field. Right. But when he's not, driving a more team centric atmosphere. He's not the one organizing a lot of team dinner. I mean, he was his best friend on the team was the third string goalkeeper, <laughs> you know, like when it comes down to that, like, yes, he's a great talent. He's a great legend. He can teach you a lot about work ethic and things of that nature, but it doesn't seem like it really created much of a team atmosphere. I mean, I think the problem for me was that it just, at the time it wasn't the right fit. The way I see it, it, it he, he was the right player at the wrong time. And I think that, Perhaps maybe could have done more off the pitch, but, and you mentioned something you mentioned was his wages. And I do want to get to that. And the problem is Juve just couldn't afford to actually surround him with anyone good. I, I think Juve also put him in a difficult situation when he said, okay, we'll pay you all this money, but the only players we can afford to give you in the midfield are Bentancur, Rabio, and, and Aaron Ramsey, who they also are spending like a ridiculous amount of money on weekly wages. Right. So I think oh, that also makes it difficult. And at the same time, I mean, 
the club just lacks they lack direction they're Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't tell me a club lacks direction when they fire a guy to bring in another guy who doesn't, who fails within just about a year. So they bring in a new guy who's a former player, an all-time legend, when it's all the rave to bring in your old players who have been killing it managing. And then they fire him immediately and bring back their ex who they started with. Exactly. No, but, that, if, no, but that, that's Ronaldo, exactly that, that, that. And you're saying like, well, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, if, if you're Ronaldo, I mean, Alex, I think you've seen my Twitter rants about this. The, the, the lack of like ability to say goodbye and mean it, it just doesn't make any sense with this club. And I mean, there was a list that I saw on Twitter of all the players that Juventus has sold brought back and, and managers. Like, it's just like every year we get rid of a player and they, they've run their course with Juventus and, and like, I think like, okay, good. We finally gotten rid of this dead weight. Then he's the next year, like Miralem Pjanic, for instance, they sell him off to Barcelona because he just can't do the job. He's just not gifted enough right. to, to now, handle now the responsibility. And now they're linked, linked with the return. They bring back Moise Kane because he's a forward that we just happen to know. They bring back Alvaro Morata, which was actually the only move that they did that I liked. But but this I, I think bringing back I think, no bring, I think bringing back Moise Kane was a good move um, because just for the future. It is. I You're right. Guys that can't make play. it at Everton. Guys that can't make it yeah, at Everton. Yeah, yeah. The guy who scored the 13 goals at PSG. Guys, um, you yeah. can't make it at Everton. I could probably uh, score I, 13 for PSG. Uh, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I would think that, sure. Um, hey, Even hey, before you, Messi. Get, ben, yeah, ben. No, get Neymar and Di Maria whipping balls in. I could probably accidentally fair, score 13. To be fair, you should have seen this dude playing pickup soccer, Ben. He, he Jesse Zardes. Zardes would have had 20 at that PSG team. Okay, no. On accident, with his face. <laughs> I, I don't want to say too, too far off topic, but I, I just I, – I almost – feel bad for Ronaldo that Juve, I, I think they just didn't really know what they were doing. And I, and I think going with Maurizio Sarri, because they want to have this more expansive, exciting style of football. Here's the thing with that. I, I think, yeah, maybe that's worth a go. But when you have a player like Ronaldo, who is at the end of his career, you only have him for four years. And, you know, he's not the same player he was. He was he's been excellent. But you, you have a limited amount of time to make the most out of one of the greatest players of all time. This is not the time to just experiment, maybe go with another direction. Right? You, you have to just work with what you've got, and you may just chose not to do that. And not only uh, not to do that, but like well, like you mentioned, Ben, like they're just they buy Emery, they get Emery Chan and free, and a year later he's gone. They get you know, well, Moise Keon comes through the ranks, he's gone, and then two years later he's back in the side. There's just no why not just stick with what you had? I mean, in, in the years before Ronaldo, this team was making like Champions League finals. If they were the losing, year before was, Ronaldo, yeah, Be, I mean, because losing, before Ronaldo, minute goals. Because right? the, and now they're getting embarrassed by Porto. It just doesn't make sense to me. Because they don't have an identity anymore. The thing yeah. is, with with the with the introduction of all this new blood and whatever, it, okay, they 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 got away from having an Italian backbone, which like, this is not going to get into like an ethnic thing or whatever, but they, they had a backbone of players that were like, you know, they were solid. They played together for a long time. Not only did they play together at Juventus, they played together with the national team and they were able to sprinkle in like a little South American flair and things like that. If you're looking at this as like a, a, a dish of food, right? Okay. You could sprinkle in Paulo Dybala, who's a little Argentine, you know, that has a lot of skill, right? You could sprinkle in a Douglas Costa. You can sprinkle in some of the players from e externally, right? But when you start to lose- But not Higuain. No, I'm kidding. 
Well, Iguain, no. I mean, Iguain yeah. also clearly didn't work out in the end. I mean, he had a lot of great moments. But yeah, no, I'll just, just say that to Messi because I know you like. I know. I love Iguain. Um, But still, so back to that then, right? These guys, like, when they mistreat some of the stars on the way out too, like Claudio Marquisio didn't have the time, right? They sold Pogba, which was a great piece of business, but then they don't replace him with a lot and they can't retain players within Italy, They which, which should be their recruiting stronghold, right? They make the wrong decisions in terms of a lot of the players who they've brought in. And, and, and Ronaldo's included in that, right? Because they thought, oh, we're one Ronaldo away from winning a Champions League. We made the final. If we, you know, if you can't beat them, make them join you, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and they clearly just didn't do that with the idea of how much this is going to change the team and alter the way that we play. Because uh, in that I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, can we, can I, we be I think, honest I think about that team that made the play, I think at times they, played too, they, they tried too hard to play to his strengths and that through what they had off balance. So I do think tactically it might not have been the best fit. And I think maybe we should have seen more from Ronaldo trying to adapt to the way Juve play rather than vice versa. Exactly. That's but, what I'm talking about, about yeah. him not being a team player. And that's what I meant at the outset. I, I, think right? there's an, I think there's an element of that. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has to listen to the coach too. He can't just say, I'm going to go and play. Like when he said, I'm going to sit on the bench for the first game of the season against uh, – uh, uh, like you can't – like no, you you have a contract, right? You're you need to go out there and play for a team, right? Yeah, but players will do that all the time. I mean, come on, look what Harry Kane's yeah, done. Harry, Harry Kane, Kane is a scumbag. Him. Harry Kane Harry, is an absolute Harry Kane scumbag. Is a scumbag. Harry Kane <laughs> okay, is a scumbag. I'm, I'm not saying that. And is. nobody wanted him, and nobody ended up well, wanting him at the end of the day. That's not true. Man City wanted him, but Spurs wanted an outrageous price for him. And that's because why they they, they held all the cards. Same with Juventus. We held all the cards because City wanted Ronaldo too, and then we told them to screw off. If you're not going to pay what we want, we're not going to give him to you. He's the yeah. best player in the world we have him you he wants to leave you want him we got the we we have the contract you guys really did hold out for that what's what's it going to be like 15 20 million euros Oof, wow i, I, think I mean 30. to be fair it's, it's better it's than 30. losing him on a free when there's a year left in his contract so well, it's initially well, think, 15 think, and they're like another 10 million in add-ons but, well look, think about his uh his transfer value juventus paid 100 million dollars to get him from madrid if you amortize that over three years accounting wise they're just trying to recoup their loss for the last year of his contract at this point because yeah. they just know the project's not going to work I, I, I mean before i i, I do want to get to what the sort of implications are for United. Um, look at this from a United perspective. But before I let you know Jeff off his uh, off his leash here, <clears throat> I, I do I do want to briefly discuss what direction the Juve have going forward because uh, Jeff and I were just talking before the show, and <clears throat> you know it, they the, don't the, really. Isn't that the problem? Well, I mean the yes. idea that Ronaldo is carrying us is is he carrying us as he isn't. First game gone. They lose at home to Empoli and show absolutely nothing. And that's well, that's concerning for me. So I, I would I kind of write that game off because when Ronaldo basically walks in the day before you have a game and tells you, uh, sorry, screw you guys, I'm leaving. You're not good enough for me. I think it's probably a pretty big detriment to the confidence of all the players on that team. And then they, it's really hard for them to show up the next day, even against a, like. A, I Hold on. I thought these guys were professionals who had a contract. They had to go out there and play. They They're should professional. go out there. They still did. They didn't say, oh, I can't play. Ronaldo told me I suck. Oh, they, didn't, okay. they didn't play very well, though. No, yeah. they didn't. Because Because Ronaldo again, told them they sucked, so apparently they don't know how to play correctly. But then once again, so we get back into this thing with the whole – how Ronaldo – Ronaldo has a lot of gravity, right? His ego's massive. It takes up a lot of space and draws a lot of things uh, towards him, right? Let's let's so, let's pause. Ronaldo has a huge amount of gravity. If your locker room's full of small players, don't tell just just pause for a second and let me finish this thought. Don't tell me that Zlatan would lose an ounce of confidence if Ronaldo walked out the door. <laughs> all right, all right, Jeff, no, because Zlatan, Zlatan thinks he's better than Ronaldo. Okay, exactly, yeah. exactly. Big players don't care. I, I really, promise you, Jeff. I promise you, like, second-string guys everywhere. I mean, 
everywhere. These guys are all professional athletes yeah. who are the 1% of the 1%. They really should be doing better than to have their confidence shattered. Whoa, whoa, You're whoa, telling whoa. me Tony have to Martial would crumble if Ronaldo yeah, called exactly. him a piece of crap? Who's going to have their, their confidence, you know, interfered with here? It's not going to affect Chiellini. It's not going to affect Manucci because they're serial winners. Uh, it's not going to really affect Quadrado because he's won, you know, what, five titles, four titles with Juve. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, if anything, that's something that United might have to worry about. You know, how... I'm know. just telling you, I'm well, just telling you, he's that. your he's your problem now. It, it, that was oh, man, I, I feel so... Let, let's get to this because it's well, such a struggle. It, yeah. What it's does such it a struggle mean to have... for United in the Premier League title race? What exactly is he adding to them? I'm let's, not saying he's not adding, but I actually want to Let's take the first to, half of that question. Here. Let's take the first half of that question. What does Ronaldo mean for United? The cardboard cutout that survived its way around the away and at Wolves on Sunday tells you what Ronaldo means to this club. The f- calls that Ferdinand was making to Ronaldo, telling him you don't go to City. But what what does it mean on the pitch, club. though? In terms of their, their title aspirations and their chances at winning major silverware, their first under Ole, what does that mean? Because this is the players who have not won a single trophy under, under their current manager. And, How and much club, of that does in a club that has been floundering for years? I mean, exactly. This is, this he, is a club that's not even had guaranteed Champions League play much the last couple of years. It, the, well. I, don't, I don't necessarily buy the idea that Ronaldo is going to guarantee trophies because you know he came to Juventus and they went downhill. And yes, yes, it has to do with the management of the club. There's okay, a bunch but, of reasons for that. But there's but a it's still it's not like a guaranteed. You know, you're not going to. No, but look at the trajectories of of Juve. What, Ronaldo arrived at a Juve squad that was aging and looked at looked at a cracked foundation and said we need a gold mantelpiece that's what happened uh with with ronaldo arriving at juve ronaldo arriving at united is a team that's very clearly on the way up and you'd have to be delusional not to think that with i mean take the results of a couple years ago take the results of last year and he could stunt that growth that's one thing that you're not considering is he could stunt their growth because okay so say you have a left winger okay like a martial right you know, but, okay, no, name a starting player at least. If you're gonna do that, name a guy who, well, I mean, who deserves there's, Green, there's Greenwood, there's Cavani, well, yeah, Greenwood Cavani. and Martial. I'm sorry, Greenwood and Rashford are, are the are Rashford the isn't back till October. Ronaldo's gonna be what 36, 37. Cavani is up there as what these guys aren't gonna play 90 minutes every three days. With but Ronaldo's the, not going to come off the bench. He, he's not. He's going to be a yeah, starter. Yeah, he's going to have game. to start. That Ronaldo's not going to start every. Do you really think Ronaldo starts oh, every game? See, not every see, game. Yes, he does. He, at Juventus, he does. That's the thing that I'm trying to tell you about him and his gravity. Right, every single game, he's out there. It doesn't matter how old he is. It doesn't he's matter. Not he was on the bench. He's he he is a competitor through and through, and he is never going to sit quietly on the bench and let younger guys go and do all the work and then come in and the champions league and save the day. That's not Watch him. happen. Maybe he can't do that because the coaching room at Juve is a revolving door. I mean, Allegri oh, had been with okay. the team for five years, his first year. He never, he played every single match that season, except maybe the yeah. first one, I think. against uh, uh, Okay. And, and, and by the way, Jeff, I mean, is he really <laughs> being benched by Ole? No. By a man who's not won anything he's, in his managerial career? Ole, I mean, Ole, how much had Zidane won uh, when he arrived at uh, Real Madrid? Yeah, but and he, he didn't, didn't bench, bench him Ronaldo, either. Did he? he didn't bench him either, no. So you're and telling he, me if I pull up Ronaldo, he, he started in like 65 games that year? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, probably yeah, he probably started at least 60 of them. I, I, I guarantee you. I mean, to be, fair, start- to be fair, he might not have started like a Copa game against Ibar, but. Yeah, it, like he's he's not going to play in, he the, also in the community wasn't, shield. He okay. wasn't 36. 
He was but, thirty six. But at yeah. Juventus, he was 35, 36, and he still played every right. single game last season. Look, look, even if he is rested, I think at times it will be clear that he has to be rested. But in and, the and in, in most games, in most games, he's going to start, and you better believe. In the oh no, he's going to start. Oh no, we have to start Ronaldo. I yeah, so- no, but the question. Oh, no. is, the question is right. It's what does what, that do for you tactically? That, what, right? what does that do? He's, what does he, that do for Rashford, for Greenwood, for Cavani, for Sancho? How do you fit all these guys in with Ronaldo? You already had you to sell Dan above. James, who's, who's enough. Had to sell Dan James. We've well, been trying to sell Dan James on, to leave. You spent a boatload of money on Sancho, right? Yeah, we've and been you, trying you to sell Dan James to Leeds all summer, and it's finally gone through, and that's not a problem. Daniel well, James is irrelevant in this conversation. With all respect, he's a great addition to Leeds, but like, let, let's not pretend he's getting anywhere near the team. Let's not pretend he was getting anywhere. He was getting anywhere near okay. the team before. Cavani, Cavani leaves on a single international break. He's gone for a month because he's gone for two weeks for an right. international break and two weeks to quarantine back. Of, of the players who you'd expect to start. Rashford's not Rashford, back until Greenwood, at least October. At least okay, October. what happens when he's back? The season doesn't end in October. Yeah, no, you... May. Okay, then, then you have more attacking options. Ronaldo, what? I mean, tell me, tell me right now that Cavani's come off the bench a lot for United. Tell me right now that Ronaldo, Rashford, and Sancho uh, starting, and Greenwood. I mean, if Sancho's not playing well, Greenwood replaces him. Having depth is not a bad thing, guys. No, it's it's not. But Ronaldo's not depth. It's everybody else has to go from being a starter to now depth. Like they're the depth now. And, and I mean, that says a lot about the you know the just the you mentioned Ben like the the, the gravity of, of who he is, and it's true. But Greenwood is developing so well. This could be a breakout season for him. And then maybe stunting that for a player who's 36 and Greenwood is 19. If there's a breakout season, just, just, maybe, maybe if Sancho struggles, listen, listen, steel sharpens steel. Maybe if Sancho struggles to adjust That's what to we the thought Juventus and it didn't happen. What steel? Who else was he trying to sharpen at Juventus? Paulo Dybala, yeah, for instance. Steel doesn't sharpen sharp. gravel. We had Douglas Costa. We had, I mean, like, we've had names of great there players. players. There Federico players Chiesa. I would rather take than Martial or, yeah. or than, than Greenwood or you, even Rashford. I would take Dybala over Rashford. Any all of Juventus' starting 11 Chiesa plays internationally. Rashford. Absolutely. I take most of, um, yeah, I mean, like, if you look at Juventus' starting 11, okay, like, that is a good, it's, on paper, is a good team. It it's just doesn't materialize. You're right. It's, uh, it is. Sure, sure it is. I'm sure it is. That's why we're that's why we're having this conversation about how they're so bad Ronaldo's leaving, and how they they squeaked into fourth because of a lucky result on the last that he they squeaked into fourth on a lucky result on the last game of the season. Uh, The the lucky result being Napoli drawing at home to Kievo, or whoever whoever the hell they were playing. that, okay. Does Ronaldo make a team better or worse? Okay, and if on, you think it's worse, we can end this podcast right no, now. No, 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 no. Okay, hold on, Jeff. I, I, I want to raise something. I want to raise something to you, though, right? I, I, here's the thing. United haven't won a trophy. They haven't shown in the past few seasons that they've come anywhere near close to winning anything but a Europa League, right? So here, my, my, my concern is, is this. He's going to make them a better team. But does he make them a better team than the the biggest team that they're competing against in the Premier League. Does he make so, them a better team than Liverpool? I don't know. Does he make them a better team than Chelsea? Probably, definitely not. Does he make them a better team than City? No. They are not, United are not better than any of those three teams because they have not shown, this group of players has not shown that. So before they, they Liverpool won, hold on, hold on, we're going to pause. Before Liverpool had won the Champions League, they yeah. weren't better than any of those teams that had won any titles? They'd reach a Champions League final. 
They reached a championship and lost. Right, no, and lost. And lost. Is, yeah, but they came close. They You're came right. That that ridiculously close to winning the biggest competition in Europe. The You're right. And, and Tottenham, who made it to that Champions League final, has clearly kicked on in in all the right ways, right? That Tottenham team that made a Champions League final? But the thing is, they didn't add the necessary pieces. Liverpool added the necessary pieces. So, can Ronaldo... Let's, let's, let's put it this than, way. Than Liverpool, Chelsea, or City... Let's put it, let's put it this way. Let me... Winning anything but a Europa League title. You're right. They, I mean, four semifinals in the last two years isn't close to winning for, anything. For, for what? The FA Cup? I mean, come on. Is, is, Let, that, what, listen, is that what you're signing Ronaldo for? Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, so when you, you say not FA close Cup? to winning anything, four semifinals is apparently not close to winning anything. Anything. Okay. Not close to winning anything meaningful. Not close to winning anything that United fans are expecting. Not close to winning anything that Ronaldo. So, so what's a what's a good solution? Today. What's a good solution to a team that has maybe a couple of guys who have won things in there? I mean, you've got guys like Pogba in that side who have won things, but there's not a whole lot of winning in that team. Well, who do you think might be a good addition? Training with them every day. Who might be good additions in leadership in that squad? Maybe, I don't know, serial Champions League winners that, and a World sounds- Cup winner, like adding Veron and Ronaldo. Oh, no, right, like right. we've but literally again, addressed right. the exact thing you say we don't have, which is no, proven winners. He, proven winners. But the point is, can those two proven winners work with a group of players who have not shown that they've come anything close to, to doing anything meaningful? I, I think they- Here's an, Sorry, go, yeah, go ahead, Ben. No, no, I'm, 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 agree- I'm agreeing with you out here, Alex. Like the gap between- the super experienced, like the Varane and the Ronaldo, okay, they have to then mesh with people who just aren't at that level yet. Like, they're not at that level of maturity. You're right. Bruno's not at that level. Pogba's not at that level. Harry Maguire's not at that level. Luke Shaw's entire Euro run is not at that level. Don't bring Chubby Luke into this. Is his team better, right? Then does he make them better right now than Liverpool City and Chelsea? Yes, and yes. Yes, yes, and yes. Yes, yes, and yes. A group of players I think, who has not come anywhere close to winning anything close to anything meaningful to anything that they want to win, right? You can't just say, oh, now we have Sancho, now we have Ronaldo. That suddenly makes him better than, t- than teams who have players, full squads of players who have won either the Champions League or like three Premier League titles before the past Ronaldo, three years. The day, be- the day before Ronaldo. The day before Ronaldo, this was the second best team in the Premier League. Absolutely. And now it's the best team in the Premier League. Maybe was paper. it a Champions League contender? Was Hold it a on. Champions Maybe on you... paper, but the game's not played on paper. Otherwise, City if, would have won the If last that last Tottenham Champions team League. was a Champions League contender, there, there's a, it's a doesn't take a lot to beat you. I mean, Liverpool last year. got exposed. They stunk. They got Ajax in a lucky draw. If they had played Juventus, they would have lost. And never. You're right. Back. They also got really lucky against City. Yeah, well, they did. They did get lucky against. You're it. right. Okay, so I mean, so what we're saying is, goals. we're saying a good team that gets lucky can win a Champions League. Then how is it so valuable that this United squad can't win it? There's there, honestly, it's not a guarantee you get out of the group stage. It's not. No, it's not a no I, I want to get into the whole hunt. Let, let, let's get into it's this. It's not a guarantee. Better shot than Juve. Better shot than Juve. Hold no. on. All right. All right. <laughs> at, this, at this point, fair enough. I don't know about Neither that. of us have a good shot. Neither of okay. us have a good shot. Hold on. Let's get into the Champions League group stage draw. Um, we're gonna segue. Um, we're gonna start. This. I think we have to start at the top with the Champions League group draw, which is a uh, Group A and and you know yeah, well, we'll Pep versus down. Messi versus Leipzig. But and I Burge. just before we get any any farther into that, we're gonna we're just gonna go out here and say that yes. <laughs> this United team is going to top this group. And I, I think they will. 
And if most li- most likely, I'm just saying you can't count either Villarreal or Atalanta out at all. Okay, but um, if you were betting, if you were a betting man, you'd say they topped this group. Yeah, if I'm I were not, a betting, I'm not man, a betting man, if I were a betting man, I would have had them beating Villarreal in May, and that yeah. didn't happen. Then you're likely, a, then you're a fool who doesn't know that in the long history of Villarreal and Manchester United in competitive matches, there has never been a goal scored, and so you would have bet the zero zero draw. It, having the three matches of history and the so then what, guarantees you right. topping, okay. what guarantees you top in that group then if you draw out if you draw out a via real if that's Atlanta oh okay okay let's just start Ronaldo single-handedly wins games Ronaldo single-handedly wins championship games if you need an example go ask at Letty what a hat trick in the second leg looks like he wins Champions League games when he's asleep when he's asleep he wins Champions League games not the last couple of years I, okay. no, I, I think United are favorites to get out of this group. I think they'll be joined by Atalanta. And I think Villarreal will go win another Europa League and be a pot one team again. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's a big, that's a Villarreal. <laughs> big, most likely, right yes. But it, nothing's guaranteed in the Champions League. So, sorry. All right. No, but we'll let's get back, get back to, to let's get back to Group A, where yeah. um, I, I just want to start with the, the 538 odds because I think that they haven't reflected the fact that Messi is now at PSG and uh, Leipzig had their center back and center midfield center midfielder poached by uh, Bayern, but um, Leipzig and PSG have a 1% difference on making the round of 16. It's currently just off 538, 87% to Man City, and then 55 PSG, 54 Leipzig, which is beautiful. This group is is very tricky, though. All three, all four teams in this group are decent. Even Bruges. Everybody thinks they're not decent. No, no, no. They're a tricky team to play against. If you have to go out to Belgium and play against them, they were one of the teams when I was watching the draw in pot four that I wanted nothing to do with. They are going to, they're going to pick, pick any one of the other teams in that group. They will win at least one game at home. They they will not, they will not go over in this at all. They will beat Leipzig or they'll take point. They will take points from one of those teams. I think they've got, I think they've got four or five points in there. I could see them with a win. Uh, yep. Like a win and a draw at home and a draw away somewhere that we don't expect. I could see them going in and, yes. you know, if the robots at Man City got the wrong programming, then they can't break down the team and, and that'll have, be a draw. They have a lot of really speedy, tricky, technically sound mm-hmm. players that on any given day, they have nothing to lose. They are the fourth team in that group, but everybody knows it. They have nothing to lose and they can go out and do something remarkable they may not top they're not going to top the group they're probably not going to make it through but they can cause havoc in this group for sure and here's the thing city have been frustrated in the champions league group stages it's, it's not yeah. like they go it's not like they're perfect record every every single year and they they've i been, mean they, they've it, had some struggles every now and then so in their defense problems they can only ever disappoint in a group stage given that all their previous draws include three pot four teams somehow so like yeah. anytime they don't win a group stage game it's supposed to be a shock so, like, you have yeah. to give them a little credit for, like, being as good as they have been because they've topped their group true. so they many also, years in a row. They but... also tend to underestimate good, like, good smaller teams. Like, Atalanta really gave City a run for their money when Atalanta first made the Champions League in the second round, in, in, their, yeah. second, in their second game. In, in, Boston, in yeah. Manchester. In Manchester. I mean, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Then, then you go on and you look at like a uh, second place in a farmers league. Are they really going to do anything? All right, all right. They uh, added a play. I mean, all they did was all they did was have their star player want to wait to Madrid, and they added some guy who's not as good as Ronaldo. So, if we just had a conversation about Ronaldo, then let's have a separate conversation about Messi. Okay. I mean, so, I'm ready for this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm clouding. Messi's fantastic, but <laughs> we can't expect them to top this group. City or PSG? I have City. PSG. City. PSG for me. I think City. I think City. City, City and I don't think I mean, it's... Leipzig, Leipzig's going to be in tatters. Leipzig might finish fourth. 
see, here's the thing about Leipzig. They will either finish. Uh, I, they re- they could finish second or fourth. Like, I don't yeah, exactly. That is so true. There's. Uh, yeah. And the thing about Leipzig that bums me out is that they finished second in the Bundesliga and they had their manager, maybe their best center midfielder and their best center back poached by the team that finished directly above them in their domestic league. Why haven't Juve been doing this kind of stuff in Italy where you go just make Oh, we have. Oh, we have. Ask not successfully. Ask, no, ask uh, yeah, Fiorentina I mean, about yeah. Federico Chiesa. Ask, yeah. ask, oh, I mean. Like, oh, you really, you really poached guys like Ramsey. And Rabio, well, I mean, we, we these are your starting midfield. Oh, and yeah. and relegated we can't, Juvent- we can't get enough of Juventus right now. Oh my god! I mean, because we're, we're talking about City and PSG, and somehow we're still coming back to Juventus. I uh, wanted to make this Juventus point. Juventus is in a dark place right now. These are dark days right now in Turin. Oh, oh, are we talking dark days? Are we talking dark days? Yeah, and you're if you think you're getting out of them, you're not out of the woods yet. Um, oh, I was I was ready to shift the Arsenal talk, but I guess we'll stay uh, on no, 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 we'll, 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 we'll all laugh at them to close off the show. Let's move to Group B. <laughs> what a group this is. Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, Liverpool, Porto, AC Milan. We have European royalty here. All right, can one, one of the most two of the most successful teams in the history of the competition. We have two of the finalists in the last decade. We have La Liga champions. Purry, if I had to be, ask you, if I had to ask you right now. Who do you think is more likely to top their group, Liverpool or United? Liverpool. Really? Yeah. Really? In that group, you think Liverpool yes. is that? Yeah, you, I do. You think that they are head and shoulders above that group? I don't know if they're head and shoulders above that group, but again, I've seen more from them in the Champions League than I have from United. And I've seen Liverpool contend with the best teams in the Champions League, and I haven't seen United do that because they, don't even, they couldn't oh. even get out of the group stage last year. But what I mean, yes, okay, the is that Liverpool is one injury away, one significant injury away from dropping hard. And, and these oh, teams whoa, are... Whoa. Liverpool teams, is one Africa one, Cup of Nations was away from losing their entire front yeah, line. Yeah, for the, the, for African, the entire the African Cup of, of Nations is in January. This is the group stage isn't, you know, it ends in December, right? Also, Ben, it's not like Van Dyke went down and all of a sudden all of this shit for Liverpool. That's not what happened. You're right. They I, didn't lose like four or five, six in a row in the middle of the, uh, the festive yeah, period. Yeah, they lost. No, they okay. were fine yeah, against Burnley. They, they were fine. Because all of the setbacks were injured. Jota was out for a certain period of time. Fabinho was out for a certain period of time. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm getting pissed because, <laughs> but the point is it wasn't just Van Dyke. And by the way, Liverpool sat and on Christmas Day, like they they were top of the table on on Christmas and Day, and then dropped precipitously and yeah, almost didn't make this That's after league. a bunch of other players been injured. Van Dyke was injured for for between the, the between uh, what October and Christmas. You have two months, two months without Van Dyke, and they listen. Still top we of the have to no, no we have to dig deeper. We have to dig deeper and ask the hard questions. What is Klopp doing to his players behind closed doors in training? Why are they always getting hurt? I think he's have, there might be poison involved. I listen, listen. Self-sabotage. Unnamed sources have, have made such accusations, and that's all I'll say. But uh, well, who, who are these unnamed sources? I, I listen, I can't divulge that as a journalist. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I'd be fascinated <laughs> to know, but uh, but um off the record, I'll tell you off the record. It's How me. are we predicting that this group? Uh, yeah, no. Subscribe to our premium service that we don't yet offer to get the answer. Um, Check out but- our OnlyFans still offering adult <laughs> services. They have back. They have backtracked on that. Box to box is only. It was okay. very short lived experiment. All right, Perry. Perry, I'll go. I'll go this far. Uh, Five thirty eight has them as exactly the same chance of topping their group. 
As who else? Or as United? As United, yeah. Okay. And I think that's about right. I think that this Liverpool team, had, yeah. there's a Champions League experience that, that and, and Atleti's a little bit better of a squad, but they're not enough better that I expect Liverpool right. not so, to be able to win this um, I want to go through, what, what, what order are we taking for this group? I'm, I'm taking Liverpool, Atleti, um, Milan, Porto. Ben? This is a tough one. I don't it know. It is a tough because, one. I, because I don't know where it's going to fall between Liverpool, Atleti, and Milan. Obviously, I think Porto is a distant, it, it, not the distant fourth, but they are, they are a clear fourth here. Porto's and, finishing ahead of Milan. <laughs> That's well, a bold. Milan's a solid squad. I mean, I wouldn't rule them out. I wouldn't rule them out. Milan in their first in their first two games, Milan look incredible. I mean, like they do. Yeah, they have actually a listen, very good listen. mix. If September form and and even farther back, if August form means absolutely anything, Everton are Premier League champs. So <laughs> let's no, take some time. Let's, let's. I actually want to. Rev- I actually know. What? I'm going to go with Milan to finish second and Atletico to go third. Because Atletico in the Champions League have not been impressive these past few years. I look at Milan. I look at the squad they have. I think overall they have a better squad on paper. I mean, I've played on paper, but I'm very impressed with this Milan team. The rebuild has been pretty, pretty solid in my opinion. They got you know guys like Tonali, obviously Zlatan and Giroud up top. Tonali, Tonali, Tonali is back. Tonali has had two very solid games in his first two, and he looks ready to burst onto the scene. And and maybe they'll maybe they'll put it together over a domestic campaign over the entirety of one, but six games in six games in a group stage, and particularly at Atleti at Liverpool, I think that AC Milan's going to have to be reminded what serious Europe feels like. And uh, we're just going to pause and remind ourselves that uh, United reminded them what serious Europe looks like uh, in the knockout stages last year, and it was um, not pretty. I think I mean the law played very well against United in the first leg. I, yeah, they, they, they yeah, but that second well. leg, that second leg is actually featured on our OnlyFans. <laughs> right. That second, that second leg was the that was the like the top of their like, like that was the peak of their like bad streak. I mean that was like right in the middle of the time where they were struggling, and they almost they also almost didn't make the Champions League this year. I mean that they ended up they almost four. Blew it. So, they they really they were at first place at Christmas, similar to Liverpool, and, and they they sunk. I mean Milan really lost. Yeah, their I'll, edge. I, yeah. I think that I think that they'll have some performances to be happy about, but I. But first, I, they're sorry, always... man, I cut you off. So, do you, do you have Milan making it through? Do they go through over Atleti or Liverpool? I don't know. This is honestly so hard. I want to yeah, say that they one. go through. I want to say that they go through, but I think they'll just miss out because the thing about Italian teams and the Champions League is that they put so much stock into winning Serie A that sometimes they think that the Champions League is a distraction and they don't put all their effort into it and then they hurt themselves. And so I think maybe Milan will struggle with that a little bit or they could come out of the gate, make it through the group stage really well. Like that's the thing. There's two possibilities. Either they crash out horribly like Inter does every year in the group stage because Inter sucks. Okay. Or they come through and smoke the group stage and then stink as soon as it gets to about mid-year once the round of 16 starts. That that, that would be a very – I mean, that was like what Milan were doing before, before they will, like, with the shit. Um, yeah. they'll, they're going to put up a decent running, and they might have a long Europa League run. But, I mean, there's every chance Porto sneaks past them and gets third, uh, and they're just completely out. I wouldn't rule that out. Um, let's let's quickly go through Group C: Sporting Dortmund, Ajax, and Besiktas. Um, Dortmund should be winning this. Holland's going to bag a hat trick every game. A hat trick Dor- a game for him. Dor- Dortmund and Ajax are probably the easy two. Picks I- I'm going to go right? with Ajax in this one as well. Uh, I'll take I'll take Sporting to to have a little fun in this group, and Ajax can go join the Europa League that they've been so in love with for the past. I would few love years. to see Ajax <laughs> back in the in the, in the um, knockout stage. So Ben and I, I mean, it looks like we're both. I'm sure Ajax, you would. But... I mean, we all want to place them in the knockout. We all want to play them in the knockout stage. 
Well, no. Well, I mean, the last time they were in the knockout stage, they were seconds away from reaching the final and absolutely bottled it. Um, yeah, and it's and been it, a minute though. It has. It has been a minute, but when it's you know, they're a great it's a class. very different. It's a very oh, different oh, it team. Is. And then no doubt. All right, Group let's get. D. Tell me why one. Sheriff can survive and make the Europa League. <laughs> Tell That's me. It. No, 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 no. Why will Sheriff top the group? We all have to come up with a reason for the why The big question Sheriff is, does Alex know where group? Sheriff is from? Do you, no. Can you, can you pinpoint, I, I think can you pinpoint, ter, can you t- pinpoint Tiraspol on a map? <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I can't even tell you what country like that's. I don't even know what country Tiraspol is. It, it's, it's between Moldova. it's Moldova. It's between Ukraine and Romania. Okay, so I, I got I got that much right, guys. Why will Sheriff top this group? Because one just, reason. Because despite the fake news, it. yeah, okay, Inter being in it is a fair point. But yeah. the real answer, <laughs> yes. the real answer is that despite the fake news that Ben might have been sharing, these strong corn fed. Iowa sheriffs are going to instill some law and order onto these phonies from Italy and Spain. They're not even named after a police union. They're named after a grocery store chain in in Modova. (laughs) They're not even really a sheriff. So what happens? What happens if like that grocery store wants to sell like Red Bulls? And they're playing each other in the championship. Is there like a conflict of interest there? I don't know. We'd have okay. to talk to FIFA Financial Fair Play, but they don't give a crap about that. And that's why that's true. GSG has I think right Sheriff now. will win because we need to put these, you know, UEFA, <laughs> these super club big boys. Someone needs to put them into place and they need a sheriff to put them into place. Sheriff. Okay, so top Sheriff, you not, top, not topping first. the group, but just very importantly, not going to get zero points. They will nick something out of this. Who knows? They're going to beat Inter. They're, they're going to beat Inter in two legs. They, they will nick something off of Inter. Um, <laughs> honestly, they might nick something off Real Madrid. <laughs> they could. Don't Real forget, Madrid's Real Madrid have a, had a very fun and a little bit too interesting for their liking group stage last year as well. They did. Yeah, because they're, they're not up to snuff either with Real Madrid. I, I was, ben, I was telling Jeff, if Sheriff beat Real Madrid, like I can stop following <laughs> football. My, my experience as a football fan will have peaked. Like if Sheriff, nothing will surpass that. If, no, if, nothing. If, if that ever happens, like I, I, I can retire as a fan. Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, honestly, it would save me a lot of pain of having to watch Juve every year. Um. Uh, so anyway, but for, for real though, Real Madrid and Shakhtar, I, I think we're taking them. I, those are. The uh, I'll take. I'll take. I'll take Inter and Inter, Real Madrid. Yeah, Do I, I'm Inter with, I'm with make it out of the group stage. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm with> Real <laughs> and Shakhtar. Inter are gonna think this is. We already won a Scudetto, and this is our year. Inzaghi doesn't have a ton of experience in the Champions League. They're going to eventually run out of steam with, like, you know, Lukaku leaving. They had kind of a fire sale. I think eventually all that's going to catch up to them. They're playing really well off the gate because they want to show people they're still legit. They're they're not going to be able to last. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, I think that if they struggled so much when they had guys like Lukaku and Hakimi, last year was their year. And they, they finished dead last in their group. They're, they're, they'll finish second. Manager. They'll finish second. I don't know. And they've lost some key players, but we'll, we'll they'll finish see. second. This group is just a little too like if all you have to do is insert them into a little bit more fun of a group, and I'm all in on this narrative. This Shaktar group just is doesn't a fun group. Sure. Shakhtar sure. makes every group there. It, it does make it. I mean, Shakhtar did the double over Real Madrid in the group stage last year. Yeah. Shakhtar, Shakhtar have a good squad too, and they have a new Italian manager who's really good. No, uh, they'll Shakhtar will make it interesting, but it's it's gonna be Milan for me. Let's uh group E. Completely irrelevant, right? I mean, it's Barca and Bayern, and it's Benfica in the Europa League. Like uh, this. Well, no, it's. Oh, wait, I would say Bayern and Barca, and then Benfica. But yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. but like, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, I think Bayern do win both legs over Barca. By the way, I, it, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna be really curious to see how Barca do here. Um, right, throughout let's the season, let's but, talk yeah. about the group that Barca's a wild outside card of. Yeah, the, uh, 
that they'll I, have I think they it's, are. It, I think they are. It, it's a toss up between Benfica because Benfica has got no slouch. I mean, they're no slouches either. Uh, it, it, Barca, Barca will probably make it through, but I, I think Benfica will Benfica, give the yeah. Benfica is tricky. Very clearly, the home leg, but ultimately Barca will just have too much for them. Very clearly, Dynamo Kiev is the fourth team, and Bayern is the first team, and then probably it's Barca too. But let's quickly hit Group H before we come back to G. Uh, we did already cover F. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Group H is Chelsea's to win and Juve's to get second in. See, and this is, just this from is expectations, just from yeah. expectations, you would ha- it, I have to agree with that. It's Chelsea's group to win, and it is, by the way, far and away Chelsea's group to win. The highest odds of finishing top of their group at two thirds. I mean, I, I would agree. It's their it's their group to win. It's also their group to lose. I think Juventus, Juventus. If if Juventus can get it together, I think Juventus actually man, can match up very well against Chelsea. And there's a potential. I mean, there's a potential. I'm not saying this is guaranteed. Nothing's well, there's something to Juve consider. There's something to consider. The, the Juve we saw over the last few seasons, one was with Maurizio Sarri, who was a terrible fit for the club and just not the standard of manager that I think is sort of consistent with Juve's ambitions and their success over the past decade. And then you have Pirlo, a guy whose managerial experience before signing for Juve was three days with the under-23 with the under-23 team. I think under Allegri. And then you have Allegri so, who put, uh, put aside, put aside what we saw against Allegri's a much better coach. You know you're gonna be you're gonna, you're gonna get an organized side, you're gonna get a no mm-hmm. bullshit side, you're gonna get a side that's t- um defensively far strong, even if they're not playing well, they will be I, I think they're gonna be a much improved side to what we saw, even without Ronaldo. Um, I think the organization season. the organization is gonna be the biggest once again, Juventus is a bit of a wild card here, but I wouldn't count them out just yet. I, because I if they find if they find that if they find that gear that they know that they have, and, and like, look, we talked about this earlier in the podcast. Like on paper, they're a very good team. They're and, a good and, team. And when they they're find when they uh, find their gear with Chiesa and and Dybala and Kulusevski and Morata, if and they Loka, find their gear, if they it find, is an if. but that's the thing, it's an if, right? And and it depends on how long that takes because if they shoot themselves in the foot and go down early, right? It's going to be a hard mountain to climb because what they've shown and what they showed against Empoli over the weekend is that when that mountain is there, they don't want to climb it and they don't show enough character yet to climb it. So they have to kind of prove us right. all wrong. I, I mean, I do think, though, that under Allegri, I mean, how many times they've really shot themselves in the foot under Allegri? I'm not saying they're going to go to win the Champions League, but like, I, I think they will be a much, serious, a much more serious contender than they have been. I mean, I don't think you're going to get anywhere near City or PSG or Bayern, but I... I'm just glad that we have a manager who actually like has proven that he knows what he's doing in charge. Um, so that's, that for me is the big difference here. And that's why I think, look, even though Chelsea definitely favors the top of the group, don't rule Juve out like Ben said. All right, let's, let's get back to the group that might just be the most fun group. Yes. There's a, the I mean, we've all been waiting for. <laughs> Sevilla, Salzburg, Wolfsburg, and Lille are going to provide us with fun football. And right now, you could throw darts in terms of one through four and probably be pretty accurate. You really could. It's it like, uh, you're, you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me there's a big yeah, bit of separation. No, there's not. There's very little separation. I, exactly. I, I so think, darts yeah. might as well be a good idea. I don't know. I think, I think the Lille and Sevilla, and Sevilla are the two like clear cut. Like if they were Leipzig instead of Salzburg, I think I would have a little bit more faith. Um, but I, I don't know if Wolfsburg are really going to have enough firepower to compete with like Sevilla's one they're very technically sound and fast Lille have a ton of really good players and they won the uh, the league on last year and they haven't lost anyone big and they won't and they 
and they won't be playing European football in 20 in the uh the winter and spring of 2022. Oh, is that because they're going to finish last in the group, you think? Yep. It's a big call. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I think Sevilla tops they're the gone. group. No question Sevilla tops the group. I, I, yeah. I, it's going to be a close second between Lille and Wolfsburg, and I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think Salzburg has enough to – I mean, because they get poached all the time too. It's the, I mean, that's the tough part about being a club in like Austria or Switzerland or one of those countries. Like you, you just get poached the same way that Leipzig did by Bayern. I, I'm going to go, though. I think Lille, Lille – sorry, we'll, we'll just edge it. I think they just beat Wolfsburg to it. To, to yeah. second? To second, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't have them winning. I don't, I don't have a little playing knockout uh, European football. <clears throat> I just I just am – I mean, you want to talk about prove it in Europe. Let's, let's see them do absolutely anything in this group state. I mean, Salzburg – The opposition is too tough. Jeff. I mean, no, but Sevilla, but Sevilla like, and Salzburg, Sevilla and Salzburg, I think are just stronger sides. Uh, and not to mention, not to mention, I, I would disagree with that. Salzburg don't, don't beat PSG to a league title. No, they don't. I, I don't think they do. And neither does Wolfsburg. I mean, like That's Wolfsburg, like, yeah. I, I mean, like Lille was able to last out the entire season last year with a bunch of quality performances and players who ended up playing for the French national team in the, in the Euro, like they had a lot of talent. Uh, and a lot of underrated players as well. And I think Sevilla is like that as well. I mean, we don't, we don't think a lot of Sevilla because they're usually finishing third or fourth and they're never quite there up with like, you know, the Bayern or the Barca, Real and Atletico, but, but like Sevilla are generally a f- the fourth finisher in, in La Liga and they have a lot of talent. Agreed. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I think this little team lost uh, a handful of, of players that are important. I mean, Samara gone to, to Leicester, uh, biggest one was the goalkeeper, Magnan. Yeah, Magnan to, to Milan was a great bit of deal for for Milan. Um, yeah. But there's just a there's a, I mean, I like catching lightning in a bottle does not necessarily mean that you are going to like prove it in the Champions League the next year. Uh, and if you want an example, ask Leicester how they did in their uh, group. Well, well, Leicester was like. I mean, You're right. That, that Leicester that, team that was, was probably. That Leicester also got poached. Leicester also got Leicester. poached pretty heavily after that season. Well, uh, they got poached a little. Yeah, it took they, a they couple more Conte. years. It they lost Conte, but yeah. Mares stayed and Vardy was Vardy still stayed. excellent. I mean, um, so I'm sp- speaking of Leicester and speaking of the Prem. I mean, I, I have some lists of games to go. Let's just start with Norwich Leicester. Uh, we'll, we'll leave the better ones for for later. No, no, no. Let's start with uh, let's start with Norwich City. Norwich North. versus Man City. Norwich versus Man City. Oh, no, sorry. Arsenal versus Man City. I get them mixed up because the result was identical. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, um, the, the, the quality of team is identical. Honestly, the management's probably better in Norwich. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, we, we, there's a lot of debating. Uh, that we, we, We've had some very good and fun debate, but we can all just laugh here. And on the notes, I just put in for each of us, you know, laughing our asses off because – they suck, man. The, uh, the way they've spent more money than any other Premier League side. They spent more money on Aaron fucking Ramsdale, okay, than United did on. I think than United did on Veron. How much was okay? Ron but but money, million? money, money is a little bit unfair here because uh, Chelsea bought one Lukaku for the cost of a Ronaldo, Sancho, and Veron. So like, it's, okay. <sighs> That's fair, but come on, fifty million on Ben White. You're spending more on ben Arsenal. White. Sp- Arsenal spent how much money on getting worse somehow? <laughs> you spent you spent fifty million on Ben White, which is more than what United spent on Veron. And if you don't want to compare to United, because United had an exceptional window, which they did, 
That's more money than Liverpool spent on Konate, who is a pretty big part of a very good Leipzig side. It's more than PSG spent on Sergio Ramos. It's more than Tottenham spent on uh, Romero, who's actually proven at the top level. And it's more than Juventus spent on Locatelli, and the list goes on. So yeah. the, the fact that they're just spending, I, I just wonder, it's just, it makes no sense to me. Honestly, this the Arsenal of money team... they're spending and who they're signing, comparing it with who the rivals are signing for spending less money. This Arsenal team is is genuinely about as good a uh, chance of making the Champions League as they are of being relegated. I would agree with that. Yeah, honestly, I mean, like they, they were you 10th know what? Place You're not finish. wrong. They You're were not 10th, wrong. Arsenal are 10th place finishers from last year, right? And, and like besides the fact that we were laughing when they were included in the Super League, like these guys, they, they have done nothing. They've proven nothing. They they don't have anything other than a fan base and some history. Like they're just a big club. That, that's it. They're not good. I, they're like a reverse Manchester City in a way. They are. City, they are. No, they are literally a reverse Manchester City because Man City, yeah. Um, gosh, I mean, uh, Arsenal, for, it's going to be a struggle to finish. They're like, a, a reverse Man a City. Top, a reverse Man 10, City isn't the, the nice way to put it. The nice way to put it is they are. Ha! How do I phrase this politely? Uh, they have the all or nothing documentary this year. They are. They are genuinely. Just Sunderland's past. That's it. They're Sunderland's past. Yeah, I mean, they're going to struggle well, to finish. The see you in League One, baby. Yeah, I, I don't, like. I mean, I, okay, I, that's a little bit too much. But the right. you look at the teams that have yet to to take a point from their opening three matches, and this and like you know this Wolves team and this Arsenal team are not dissimilar in the sense that they have zero points and they haven't gotten on the score sheet yet this year, which is a little bit embarrassing. But this Wolves team, I promise you all the fans are looking at this season and going, all right, things haven't broken our way, but we've looked pretty darn solid. Uh, they probably should have beaten United this weekend. And, and they're, they're optimistic about things coming together and them, you know, taking their chance a little better as the team progresses. Arsenal. There's nothing. There's been nothing. From there's the nothing places. to be like, there's not even any reason to have hope, which is just. Hilarious. I mean, even their young, even their young players that were supposed to be up and coming talents aren't panning out. They're not making the. But, but the side. young like, players are fucking carrying that team. Tierney and Soccer, like the two best players. But I'm talking about players that they developed before they brought. Like those are people they brought in. Right, yeah. Tierney came from Celtic. I'm talking about when when Arsenal about five years ago had academy prospects that were coming and they were the hot young team on the market, right? And they've just progressively gotten worse. Like because this. because in because young prospects don't consistently hit and uh, unless you you know you're turning out your your Rashfords and your Greenwoods and your uh your you know you got a club with an actual history of youth um but most clubs if they don't hit very often and for Arsenal they missed a couple I mean Maitland Niles wants to play and like has recently put out on Instagram on basically Instagram. like let me go somewhere where they'll play me. I mean, that's another thing. It's as chaotic off the pitch there as it is on the pitch. It's, rat, so rat. Weird. Yeah. it's weird because they just live in like their own vacuum of just like, it, it was like um, for a while when both Milan teams were terrible and there was just like a vacuum in Milan of just garbage. It's like, but them, but all the other London teams are fine. It's just like they're their own circus at the Emirates. They are. And everything else just goes on around them. I, I mean, Jaka, they were trying to sell him over the summer and then they couldn't figure out a, group, uh, a, a fee with Roma and he's the captain. You have their own players going on social media and complaining about how they're not appreciated and they're not playing. 
And how does and that the, happen at a club like Arsenal, man? The wild and thing five is five years ago we were like talking about them as potential title contenders, or at least no. lock in for top four, lock in for top, and now they, they were a consistent fourth place finisher every year for a while. For, yeah, back in like the early 2010s, and then they were <laughs> consistent sixth place finishers, making sure they got Europa League football for a few years, and now they can't even get that. And even with the addition of a conference Europa Conference League, they can't get in. So yeah. as as Arsenal have declined over the past few years, obviously Leicester have. Uh, made some serious pushes for European football. I don't know what the story is going to be within the season. I haven't been too convincing, but they did get all three points at Norwich. Um, they did not their best performance. In my no, opinion. not definitely not their most convincing win. I mean, it's a win at the end of the day, uh, and that's what matters. But it's it leaves uh, it leaves a lot to to be desired in terms of. I don't know. It just it felt like they weren't creating as many chances, and more importantly, they were leaking good chances to Norwich as well. And not only that, I think with their first goal with the Vardy goal, I'm almost more inclined to point the finger at Norwich's defending than to really praise Leicester. Vardy is wide open. How do you leave a player who has been one of the best forwards consistently in the Premier League for the past five years? Give them that much space in your box. Uh, and not this even is why Norwich. Uh, I'm concerned about them now. I actually think they might go down because you might say, you know, against Liverpool and City, you make exceptions. But this is just, it's, it's getting a little ridiculous. They, they opened with, what, Liverpool, City, and Leicester? They're, like, I would be more optimistic with ze- their zero points than Arsenal's. Oh, I, yeah, I would I be as well. Yeah, but I still think you cannot leave a player like Vardy with that much space. No, um, but I mean, they'll, I, I imagine they'll, I don't know if they're going to stay up, but they'll figure it out at least somewhat. Yeah, I, I think they'll right the ship a little bit once they kind of sink into more competition that's at their level. I mean, and when you're coming up from the championship and, and you have to, you know, you have to take on two, three of the top teams in the league, like that's a rough start. You know, that really is. And, yeah, and it's hard for confidence too to go in. Like you, you have to go in. Oh man, we tried really hard this week and lost, but then we got these bullies coming in the next week, you know? Well, well, on the bright side for Norwich... The next game is against Arsenal. So oh my goodness. That, that, that's where the season begins. Inject uh, that one straight <laughs> into my veins. That's that someone's gonna come out of that with three points and it won't be the gunners. <laughs> uh, it won't be the home team. Um yeah. Liverpool Chelsea, biggest match of the weekend. It finished one one. This match really had everything in it. Goals, I, red cards, end to end at one point. Honestly, um, if you're Liverpool, I think there wasn't a moment you weren't disappointed. I agree. There, there was one moment you were dis- you weren't disappointed, and it's when Salah was celebrating the penalty. I, because I, I, yeah, yeah, before the I, red I was, card, before the red card, Chelsea looked like the better squad. They did. Mm-hmm. They and did. after they the red card, the after the red card, obviously Liverpool took control of the game. But to not get three points from a team down a man for an entire half doesn't doesn't scream confidently Premier League winners. I, I agree. I, I completely agree. This was a big chance. You have to capitalize on these moments. Um, I, I think this game exposed their, their lack of depth. I mean, something that stood out to me, really, it's, you, what, 85 minutes gone. Your team's pressing and pressing and knocking on the door. They're, ba- they're, they're pounding on the door. And you have Origi, Origi's not even the bench. You have Minamino and Oxley chamberlain and you, and you bring on Kostas, Simikas, the left back. That, that, that says it all. There's no depth to this team. And I think, you know, if, if Liverpool fail to win a trophy this year, or at least, you know, something like the Premier League title, it's going to be because they didn't go out and spend this summer like they should have. Apparently for Mino, there's a rumor, don't know if this is true or not, for, 
out for three months, possibly. Again, that, that I, really I was okay. I, I did see that. I that made Listen, it completely wrong. But what, what if, let's just say, what if that's the case? Then who are like, they bringing on? If Jota, Mane, and, and, and Salah, who, who are they bringing on if one of them gets hurt? If one of them is under, I mean, Salah's not going to underperform. Or if, Mane's if, underperforming. If those three guys, I don't know, have to play go, every three days, 90 minutes, or disappear for a month and a half? Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're honestly, it's going to be Jota it, and who? Trying to score for Liverpool for, for about a month. I mean, this goes back to what I was saying earlier about the one injury away. I mean, like, like, look at your, look at the depth. I mean, you're you're bringing it up and validating my point from earlier. I mean, Liverpool just like, obviously, you said there was a lot of injuries, and that's true. It, there was, but but when you lose one of the heart and soul players like that, I mean, like, and Wijnaldum's not there either now. He's a PSG. I mean, like, there 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 were exits and and not a whole lot of coming in that you know replaces those, and, and they don't replace the same roles either. I mean, Liverpool, like, they're not convincing me 100% yet, but that was a pretty good result, I think, against Chelsea. Chelsea I, great I, I don't see – the problem is that, uh, like, I think this kind of will – like, this is the kind of game that title winners find a way to – especially exactly. uh, especially up a man. Title winners win. And I don't want to say – like, don't hear what I'm not saying. Don't – I United did not look better than Liverpool or Chelsea or – almost anyone in the Prem against Wolves. But the fact that they won it anyways speaks more to winning a title and doing what it takes than, than Liverpool's performance in the second half in particular. Well, well Just, hold up. Well, to be fair, though, I mean, look look at their opponents, right? Look at how good no, Chelsea but, have been excellent defensively since I'm But it's, it's, it's less about the opponents and more when you're in a title race, a, a couple of things are true. One is you have days when you're not very good and title winners win even when they're not mm-hmm. playing well. Yes. And, and the Absolutely. other thing is, in games against other title contenders, when you're up a man, you have to go and take advantage of the opportunities that's presented to you. And you, Liverpool didn't do that. And and it's well, not that this there is... Very, there weren't many goal-scoring opportunities for them. No, but... But, that, but that, yes. <laughs> but, like, so as, as Jeff was saying, I, I really like his point about, you know, how when you are playing against a title contender, you got to make things happen. I mean, going back to our experience, Puri, of watching Juventus the last couple of years, what did we always do against Inter, Napoli, whoever the second place team was? We finished them off and ruined their day. Every yeah. time we played them, we ruined their day. And so if, if Liverpool want to compete with a Chelsea, with a Man City, they got to go in there and ruin that team's day and finish them off, right? And, and like Jeff said as well, you got to win against the crappy teams too on an off day or whatever. But when you have an opportunity like this to take three points off of Chelsea's plate, I mean, you have to take advantage yeah, I mean, I, I, do, I do think, though, that we have to give Chelsea some credit here. And I think the sort of the reference point I'm going to make is last season, Chelsea played Liverpool. It was like the third or fourth game of the season. They, funny enough, um, went down a man right before halftime. Christensen got sent off. Um, started the second half level, and then Liverpool just took complete control and won the game easily 2-0. Fast forward a year, and this, this is really like such a clear marker of how far they've come. Fast forward a year, you're Chelsea playing... Chelsea Champions League winners. <laughs> well, they're not only the Champions League, oh, the Champions League winners... But they're, they're down a man. They're at Anfield. The score is level, and, and they hold on. They hold on. And not, they didn't look too bad going – and, and there are few attacks. But if you're down bad. a man, you're not holding on to that game. You, you should be on the offensive. And, and that's, I think, what, back to Jeff's point earlier. Like, if no, no, you're Chelsea, down a man – I'm saying Chelsea held on. Oh. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. Chelsea gets and, all and the props. Very, very well, and I think they deserve a lot of props. The, the organization, Tuchel did not put a foot wrong in terms of he, how, he, how he I mean, he played he won that manager side. of the year this past week. He won manager of the year. And deservedly so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Can we can we get to the most exciting match of the of the match week? 
genuinely was a relegation battle. Newcastle and Southampton was an absolutely incredible match to watch. I mean, this is the fun of the Premier League is that like the relegation battles are fantastic. I mean, (laughs) like you could, you could start watching this match in the 89th minute and you would have enjoyed an entire roller coaster with a same match. Some goals. Yes. Kind of, you thought the chance was gone and it came back to him and he cleaned it up beautifully celebrating. And I mean, the new Newcastle fans were absolutely delirious. The, the Jordies were, were having a blast and then penalty the other way and a very clear penalty. I, I mean, some superficial complaining, but not, nothing really that mattered. And, and Ward Prowse handled it, silenced the crowd. I mean, just had an absolute blast. They cut to a, like eight, nine-year-old kid, just absolutely in tears. Um, it's a Premier League at its best, man. This is this is why we need fans back in the stadium. This this is I the agree. Premier League we missed out last year. This yeah. and Bamford getting into another fight in the in the Burnley game. I mean, I like playing against, he's, playing, he's playing against a bunch of pricks. So he is, and <laughs> and Barnes go. Barnes is a legitimate problem, and he needs to get a red card or two to just remind him that yes. The, we're supposed to let the play continue a little bit more, but you're not trying to tear ACLs yeah, and snap I mean, this femurs. This is still soccer, I mean, not like WWE. Um, let's not get them mixed up. But <laughs> moving on, we have... Okay, this is an interesting one for me. I mean, Everton winning isn't a shocker, but Rafa this, Benitez isn't off to such a bad start on the blue half of Merseyside, is he? And I, I never thought he was going to be. I, I kind of stuck with this, uh, that Rafa might not be the manager that Everton wants, but they're the one he needs. And he's a great manager with a great pedigree, and he's going to get the most out of this Everton side. And they're going to make a play for Europe at the end of the season. Obviously, one through four is not touchable for them this year. But five, six, seven... I think they could legitimately make a play. I think Rafa could have them playing really fun football for a I while. I think despite his Liverpool past, I, I think he will win over a good section of the Everton supporters. Um, I think they'll, they'll, they'll come to, to really respect the work he's done, at least by the end of the season. Um, and they should. And they should. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, tactic, tactically, he's excellent. I mean, he, he has a lot of fire, and, and I, I think he does a great job managing all – I mean, he's one of those managers that just doesn't get a lot of fanfare. Like he's not like a Klopp or a, or a Pep or somebody that like draws a lot of attention to himself, but he's a very solid manager. He's an incredibly underrated coach, I think. That, that's what I'm saying. And he lasts at clubs for several years. It's not like he's like Mourinho. Every three years he's out. He lasts for a long period of time. Right. And especially give him a couple of years to get these guys playing the right way. Like genuinely a couple of years of windows. And it's not like this Everton, Everton team doesn't spend money. Imagine if he has them pointing and spending it in the right way. They yeah. might actually be able to build a team over the next couple of years that plays some fun football and please buy Jesse Lingard. I mean, well, that, that, that I think he, Jesse Lingard would be a great addition. I, I do want to say one thing. I mean, about the Liverpool fans giving him shit, it sucks. Like, as a Liverpool fan, it sucks to see him managing Everton. But I, I think there are a few things I have to take into account. I, you know, what he's done, I, I don't think this changes. It doesn't change what he's done. He's won a Champions League with Liverpool. He's won an FA Cup with Liverpool. And uh, the, the other side of this is, you know, he actually really likes the city of Liverpool. Like, he still has his house there, what, over 10 years after he, he left the, uh, the manager job at Liverpool. So I think he actually, you know, he, he enjoys the city. I, there, there's a personal element of it as well that it's just at the stage of his life and his career, it's the right move, and I'm going to respect that. Um, but let's but before we, we close off, let's just quickly go through Tottenham, and then we'll get to United. 
Tottenham not looking too bad under Nuno. Um, is this sort of like a false positive? Or are, are we reading it's, too much into it? Or can we actually can we actually see something coming together for Spurs? I mean, I mean maybe not maybe not a top four finish, but at least some visible sign of improvement this year, and maybe that you know some signs that next year they can make a push to get back into that top four. Maybe, but I am going to be the champion of uh, you know wait until at least mid-October, maybe more like November before we make any decisions on any of these Premier League clubs. And I was saying this last year when we thought Everton might've turned a corner with uh, with their play at the end of September when they were at the top of the table and how great Southampton were up there at the very top. And I, I'm going to, I mean, I said it then and I'll say it now. You really have to wait because three matches in does not tell you a full story about a team. And, yeah, and they've painted a very good picture so far, but it's still coming into focus. And there's, I mean, we're going to see some mishaps. Let's see what happens when this team actually faces some adversity. I mean, uh, uh, the son free kick was glorious, but well, they I beat mean, Man City. That's a pretty tough. Premier League champions, I would consider adversity. No, that's and that that's a great result. But I mean, Norwich beat Man City the year they were relegated. So yeah, like it, it, this isn't any given Sunday kind of thing where yes, opening the season with a win, and especially opening the season. You know, this Man City team famously hits its stride a couple of months in and just turns into a juggernaut. But this Tottenham team might have something spicy to show us. And I don't want to say that we should rule top four out because there's every chance that one of these top four teams has some sort of stutter that goes really not their way. I mean, the like, I it's harder and harder to see it happening at um, Chelsea and United, but this city team, we don't really know if they still have, I mean, for all the infinite depth we bragged about them having a couple of years ago, it's starting to fade away and retire and move on from the club. And there may be cracks as we get deeper into the season and Liverpool have shown the lack of depth uh, to the point where I think that, I'm not saying you expect it, but Alex, even you would admit yeah. that that they have a they have a chance that like you I mean, know things could go poorly and they could finish. The last bet. season, I can't take anything for granted, can I? Yeah, um, and- exactly. yeah. I mean, I, I think in terms of Tottenham, I always err on the side of caution, right? Because Tottenham is, is one of those clubs that they seem to be around a lot, and, and and they're just always there, but not they never like reach that pinnacle, right? I, I mean, like when they made the Champions League final, they were very clearly the lesser team in that game, right? They were the lesser team in like a handful of the games in that knockout stage. Even yeah. against Ajax, they had, I mean, of the three halves in the semi, four halves in the semifinal, they, they were, were ex- the- they were excellent in one of them and they were they thoroughly outplayed in the other three. And- they don't win the league. They're never like, they make yeah. pushes and they're always there in second, third, you know, like they're always close, but no cigar. And always the bridesmaid, proved- never the bride. Well, exactly. And if well, they never and, and prove the- it. In the wise words of Giorgio Chiellini, it's the history we, of the Tottenham. It, it is the history of the Tottenham. We knew that they were going to lose. <laughs> in perfect right. English, he did that interview. It's impressive. Uh, brilliant. Let's, legendary. Let's get to what might have been the most fun for me, which is that I got all of my salt content on Sunday immediately following the United match and, and everything that had to do with the Pogba challenge on Neves. Uh, I, I want your guys' thoughts before I have a little bit of fun. I, I think Go it was fun. I, I mean, I, I think that the, it, well, first of all, let, let me rewind. I, I think Ole might be a little bit more relaxed about the whole play on and you know, trying to be more lenient. Um, suddenly that, but yeah, you, you know, it's funny how we haven't heard him speaking out after this game, but having said that, 
I, I don't really have a problem with it. I'm, I, I'm for, I'm for sort of letting the kids play. I'm obviously not maybe the way Burnley do it. Uh, I think, you know, we should still remember that football is football and Burnley forget that not only by their physicality, no, football are just Americans and they forgot which football shit on Burnley. Burnley um, are just Americans but, and they forgot which football they're playing. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think uh, I don't, I don't take too much issue. In with England, that. it's a rugby uh, match 90% don't. of the time anyway. But I, mean, I, I think, I mean, ben, I think it was probably clean. I, I mean, like, I don't know. It's I one of those. I some trouble with Ben, but Jeff. Wait, can you hear me? How about now? That's better. Okay. I, I, I think it was probably clean. It's just one of those things where like, you can always toss it up and say it was malicious, but Pogba's not really a malicious type of player. And that's one of the things about the history too. Is it, uh, it's just tough. It's, it's tough to, it's tough to dictate those after the game and, and talk about intent and whether or not somebody was, uh, was working. It's a 50, 50 where he, he, I mean, he nicks a shin pad. And so, you know, everyone's up in arms. Like Neves just got it amputated. Like yeah, that's, I, that's genuinely the result is everyone's like, Neves got amputated. How many, how many times are guys inches away from losing a leg? And I, I do mean like, you know, breaking an ankle or even snapping a leg. And it just this game is played so fast and so quickly that obviously it wasn't the best challenge for him to go in, but he didn't make contact. And that's the whole, like, that's the point is, is Neves' leg itself went untouched. And I mean, like, honestly, <laughs> if Bruno can get run through, like it, like I have no problem with, with, you know, United getting both ends of, of this new let the, the Prem play in back-to-back weeks. Like, if if we're going to get it stuck to us because Bruno's catching, you know, guys running straight through the back of him and, and we're allowing that to play, then then you have to let it play on both ends. And I, everyone will end up somehow with it evened out. That's the point of a, you know, 38-game season is that everyone's a victim when it's when it happens to them and no one, you know, no one talks about when it happens to other teams and, United got lucky with it against Southampton and when they got unlucky or they got lucky with it against Wolves and unlucky with it against Southampton. And unless you're Arsenal, these kind of things balance out in a long season. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, just, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ben. No, I'm sorry. I was just going to pop back in on the, on the Pogba tackle. It's it just like when you, your foot slips over a ball, like you're going into a, t- a challenge like that in the middle of the field, like these just aren't make or break things, you know, like this doesn't make or break the results of this game. I, I mean, unless Pogba gets a red card, but at, at the same time, like, that doesn't guarantee a Wolves victory. It doesn't guarantee a draw. It doesn't guarantee anything. Right? There, just, there's every chance that that um, that that gets blown back for a foul, and then United go on to score anyways. I, I, even most, even most if they get a foul, like it just like it's in the middle of the field. Like, what are you going to do? Score off of it? Like, I mean, no, I mean, they literally scored off of it, Ben. Like well, seconds well, later, Greenwood scored. Yeah, they did. The most important <laughs> thing is, I think it's just consistency, and I feel like a lot of the reason that people were so pissed off as VAR is because it felt like one week, one decision, like something would be a handball the next week in an identical situation, the call would go the other way. We would have been as, we would have been lighting VAR like, up if they overturned this last year. Like, I, I, they, as, as long as there's some like uniformity to the way they, they reach your decisions, I think that's the most important thing. Mike they, Dean was, was the closest Mike person. No, 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 just, just yeah. <laughs> Mike Dean was the closest person to this challenge besides the two people actually involved in it. And by no means was this either a clear or an obvious error. So yeah. like, but ignore the Mike Dean of it all because he is his own entire show. But this is exactly what we wanted from VAR. Don't one, don't go in there and look for the ticky tack things. And two, don't over officiate the game. And mm-hmm. VAR has done both of those things. And for as much shit as we love to give them last year, they get credit for, for kind of getting it right so far. Like I haven't, 
I haven't seen them be a huge part of a game yet this year. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, as long as they actually like, it's good. They know what the rules are this year. Cause it wasn't really clear. Last, I mean, no one knew what fuck the rules were last year. It felt like, so as long as we can get that this year, I think, you know, there will be teams that aren't happy, but you know what? A week later, they're going to benefit from it uh, or, or vice versa. And that, like you said, Jeff is like, you know, 38 game season. Yep. But it all evens out eventually. Exactly. It does. So, and, and before we go, we have to, we have to acknowledge that the Haya did the Haya things during that game. I mean, you guys saw this double save, right? Yes. It was. Wow. In- I mean, I <laughs> he basically, took, Alex. he basically took one of the, I had, one I had of the, the gloves and one of the face. game on. <laughs> it's sad. I mean, my, my goodness. I mean, part of it is luck based on uh, some of those double saves are luck based on where the player shoots the ball, but you know, he was diving, but like he was diving after he had saved it. And before, uh, Sice was even like making contact on the second shot. That's, that's the part where, where you remember how good De Gea is, is that he's already moving before the second shot has happened. Cause he just knows where it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's general keeper reflexes. He's probably trying to get back to his feet. At least, you know, he's probably already on that. Move. No, he, you know? he had, he had already, he started moving laterally, go back and, and watch. It's like, obviously, you know, keepers don't get enough credit, but this was one of those special Keep, moments. They don't, they don't. Where Especially we're reminded. That, Chesney. Yeah. They're, <laughs> it really is. They're playing a different sport, but it really is glorious. It's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. What yeah, a piece yeah. of, of keeping. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, the kind of United in the game though. He kept yeah. them in the game. Yeah, he absolutely did. Him and Wambasaka. Wambasaka was huge as well. Wambasaka deserves his game check and Fred's game check. I, I did Fred... some very good things about Wambasaka. And that challenge, that challenge that he made was was huge. And that's as good as a goal. Um, yeah, yeah, that goal on save. Uh, but he absolutely deserves Fred game check because Fred allowed three or four counters, uh, at least two of which came straight up off a corner that were just not good enough. I mean, it's... <laughs> He, <laughs> he, he, had a, he had a bad game. So you still think he had a bad game. Fred, with Fred at TDM? Yeah. Ronaldo goes from playing with Rabio, Bentoncourt, and Ramsey to play with Fred. And he <laughs> upgraded upgrade. at midfield. And he upgraded. I don't think so. I, I don't know about that one, Chief. Um, <laughs> he, one. The, 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 the worst part for him is he's going from Quadrado's crosses to Juan Bisaka's crosses. Yeah. Counter that, argument. That, that counter argument. Struggle. Shaberto Carlos. That's Bruno, yeah. and again, going, yeah, you're, you're, Bruno and Pogba. Bruno and Pogba. It's not like the service. I mean, you think the service is bad from Bruno, Pogba, and Shaberto Carlos? No, but the question is, Bruno's not longer going to be on penalty duties. So yeah. I feel, you know, what's going to happen there? Oh, you'll no. Never, you'll, never, you'll never score a free kick again. I promise. I will never, that, you'll that, never I'm, score. I'm with Ben on that one. You will never, ever score a free kick ever again. Why? I mean, Bruno's going to score at least a couple this year. Yeah. Bruno. <laughs> no, Bruno's I mean, not going to take him. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, you, you better hope Bruno's taking them because if there's one criticism I have of Ronaldo. I promise, I promise you, Ronaldo shows awful. up. Ronaldo shows up and Bruno goes, guy, you want the penalties? Fine. You want the free kicks? Go back to Juve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think that uh, I don't think if Bruno holds enough clouds to tell Cristiano Ronaldo who he's taking free kicks. I just don't think it's happening. I'm sorry. No, but but here's the here's the fun thing about Ole is that. Uh, Ole, he doesn't respect Ole either. Ole gets to make one phone call and the problem is solved. What? The, uh, so he has to call Sir Alex Daddy to, to come and step Sir in. Alex Daddy, you wish you had a Sir Alex Daddy in your life. Sir Alex walks in and says, you respect the yeah, manager, Klopp bitch, and hangs up. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't Let Klopp be around for another 20 years of winning how many Premier League titles? Uh, He's okay, not well, no, yeah, no one's going to compare to Sir Alex Ferguson. One, exactly. One Premier yeah. League title. I've won one Premier League title. I've won three. 
respect, respect, man, respect. respect. Uh, by the way, Marino's not off to a bad start at Roma. Tam, oh, Tammy looking, Abraham, Tammy Abraham, looking, looking really solid. good. Yeah, looking really nah, good. The thing is, Tottenham were looking really good last year after a couple games, and then you know he ended up wow. getting sacked. Uh, this Tottenham, the Roma team has a lot more exciting players though, especially with Zaniolo. With Zaniolo, Pellegrini. My gosh, Pellegrini. Oh my goodness, I, I don't even know Pina where to Zola. start. That team. Yeah, they're 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 low key. They're low key. Spina. Well, Spina is going to be out for a little bit longer, but my goodness, what a team! Like Indeed. that, they actually look. They actually look like they may be a top four team in Italy again. One hundred percent. But with that, is there is there anything else that either of you would like to add? Oh man, close off. Uh, I I will say before we get to Ben's that. Uh, hang tight and get ready for our international break episode because we oh, make these be. real fun. Uh, we've previously done sexiest Premier League uh, <laughs> eleven. Uh, we we have some fun on these international breaks, and Perry and I have something cooking for for the next one. We do, and we. I'm will... excited to listen. <laughs> yeah, Ben, thank you for hopping on, my man. Anything you want to uh, final word? All I'm saying is Atalanta have a very good chance of making it very far in this year's Champions League if they figure it out. See, it's either one or the other. Either they're really, really good or they're really, really bad. And I'm thinking it's really, really good right yeah, I mean, now. I mean, look, they've been about the third year in the Champions League. So hopefully they will. I mean, I mean, as long as it, you know, doesn't interfere hot, with the Juve, I think <laughs> they might figure hot it out. Take, they, yeah. Hot take, they might make it further than Juve. <laughs> that's not, that's not, I don't think that's a hot take, uh, to tell the truth. But with that, I'm Alex Curry, joined by Jeff Hauser. Ben, great to have you back on as always. Thank you for listening. You will hear from us next week.